why flashcards beat mnemonics for studying. So suppose you have to memorize a lot of new material, vocabulary words for a new language, terminology for an anatomy class, legal precedents, or dates of historical events. Which strategy will lead to better performance, mnemonics or flashcards? So in the small and strange world of studying strategies, mnemonics get a lot of attention. For instance, the keyword method allows you to memorize a word by linking it through an intermediate and fantastical picture. So the French word chaviré, which means to capsize, gets transliterated into shave an ear, and then you picture a bearded ear shaving itself in a canoe that's tipping over. Or the peg method, which first links images to numbers, so one is bun, two is shoe, etc., and then combines these again into elaborate visual images to encode and recall arbitrary numbers and dates. Or the memory palace, which uses a mental stroll through a familiar location. You insert fantastical imagery along a pre-remembered linear sequence, allowing you to graft arbitrary information onto this prior structure. In the book Moonwalking with Einstein, the writer Joshua Four explored his dive into the elite world of memory competitions, where people memorize the order of a deck of cards in under a minute, learn the values of pi to thousands of decimal places, or develop perfect recall of unfamiliar texts verbatim in only slightly more time than it takes to read them. So given these impressive results, starting with mnemonics for any skill that depends heavily on memory seems to be a no-brainer. In contrast, flashcards are, well, kind of boring. Everyone has done them before. They're dry and elementary. You put a question on one side, answer on the other, and you drill and drill and drill until you can do them without thinking. No imagery, no secret method, just repetition. Why flashcards are underrated. While mnemonics might seem like the obvious choice for learning a ton of new information, research rigorously comparing the efficacy of various studying strategies paints a somewhat different picture. In their excellent review of 10 popular studying techniques, Dunlosky and colleagues summarized the research on both the keyword mnemonic method and practice testing, which includes flashcards. In this review, practice testing got the highest possible rating for usefulness, while the keyword mnemonic got a low grade. Now, the keyword method does work. That is, students who use it tend to remember the words that they were memorizing better than those who didn't. But it also has a number of limitations. First, it takes time to learn and teach this method. Unlike flashcards, mnemonics itself are a skill that require considerable practice to get good at. While this may benefit elite mnemonicists, it may not be worth it for the additional investment for those who simply want to learn Spanish or law or anatomy. Second, mnemonics often take a good deal of time, especially for beginners. So it might take a few minutes to create a really good link with the keyword method, in which time you could have done several repetitions with flashcards. One study, which equalized time on task between mnemonics and rote memorization, found that simply increasing repetition provided an advantage over using the mnemonics. Finally, mnemonics greatly assist with recall over relatively short intervals, but their benefits might not endure. Now, this makes mnemonics useful in memory competitions, events that require memorization of highly arbitrary information with near-immediate recall. But in contrast, much of what we're trying to memorize needs to stay in our heads for much longer. Flashcards, in contrast, are simple and quick. While all memory fades eventually, the repetitive overlearning caused by flashcards is one of the more durable ways to create long-term learning. Direct retrieval is the end goal of learning. So empirically, mnemonics are a bit of a mixed bag. Flashcards seem to have the advantage, at least in carefully controlled studies, of long-term recollection in students who aren't already masters of mnemonic techniques. 
but cognitive theory also lends support to this perspective. A major feature of skill acquisition is that methods used to achieve a result are not constant. So for instance, children learning simple addition start by counting the numbers on their hands, then counting from the bigger number, and then they finally just retrieve the answer directly from memory. So as expertise develops, more elaborate methods tend to be replaced by direct retrieval of the answer. This is one reason that expertise can be relatively effortless. Instead of going through an elaborate process to get an answer, you just remember it. Mnemonics in this light can be seen kind of a little bit like the finger counting. The vivid imagery acts as a bridge between two concepts that would be otherwise difficult to associate. You can quickly learn the mnemonic and enables you to cross over from one idea to the other. However, if you practice enough, the two ideas get directly linked with no intervening imagery required. So for situations where fluency is particularly important, such as recalling vocabulary words while speaking, the direct retrieval option is perhaps necessary for a majority of words in order to not get bogged down while speaking too much. Now this suggests that even if you initially learn a word via mnemonics, direct retrieval will eventually take over as it becomes the faster option. Now this suggests that mnemonics are, at best, a temporary measure. They may make learning an association easier, in the short to medium term, for words that haven't been sufficiently overlearned to form a direct association. So why not both? Of course, flashcards and mnemonics are not mutually exclusive. You can use the keyword mnemonic when you first encounter a flashcard and then study it repeatedly. So in this way, the temporary bridge offered by the mnemonic may actually be beneficial to learning with the flashcards. Now this is the approach I've used when I've had to memorize lots of material. When I start with the keyword mnemonic, and then I can do that when it's relatively easy to do, follow that with spaced retrieval practice to make the association automatic and robust. However, I think it's worth examining the relative efficacy of these two techniques for a couple reasons. First, a lot of people get really excited about mnemonics and use them instead of flashcards. And I think this is often ill-advised for the reasons that I've just explained. Second, sometimes the material isn't mnemonics friendly. So I found the keyword mnemonic great for learning vocabulary in European languages, but far less helpful for Asian languages. The sounds like method doesn't easily discriminate between words in Mandarin, which all sound like each other a lot more than they sound like any word in English. So the first leg in the bridge is weak. However, flashcards continued to work really well and they were my primary tool for learning Chinese and Korean vocabulary. And for those not trained in mnemonics, it's worth asking how much time should be invested in acquiring the skills needed. So while mnemonics have some valid use cases, they're often slow and cumbersome without lots of practice, meaning they're best reserved for situations where they're likely to be used across many memory-intensive subjects or many, many, many instances that need to be memorized. So in short, if you are proficient with mnemonics, by all means, use them to supplement your flashcards. If you're not, or your subject makes using them difficult, or you simply aren't sure which one to prioritize, stick with the flashcards. Thanks for listening to this episode. More episodes like this can be found by searching for Scott Young Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and on most other podcasting apps available on your smartphone. If you've enjoyed this episode, please consider rating my show as it helps other people find out about it. More of my work can be found on my website at scotthyoung.com.